Hello, it's Bavalium Shuishaltaka, Gashachlai. She Robert a Karslak Mish. I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to this, the first edition in the new series of Shachlai. The name of this program, Shachlai, means seven days. But in fact, for the most part of this evening, we'll be looking forward six days to next Wednesday, the 25th of January. But there are a couple of other things to note in your diary before then. As we heard in the last series of Shachlai, the Manx Museum in Kingswood Grove in Douglas is celebrating its centenary since opening to the public in November 1922. As part of those celebrations, there's an ongoing exhibition, Tai Tash the Heed, Museum 100, showing some of the iconic items from the museum's collections over the years, including some rarely seen and perhaps never before displayed objects. Meanwhile, at the House of Manannan in Peel, the exhibition of the work of the influential and highly regarded artist and art educator David Fletcher continues for another month until the 26th of February. Apart from the various traditional music sessions and many other gigs which take place throughout the island, this Saturday, the 21st of January, there'll be a concert in Bride Methodist Chapel at 7.30 with Gareth Moore and Friends. Admission is £10 on the door, and the concert is followed by an opportunity for a chat over refreshments. Lal Paul Garinachay, Gena er tail as Bess Morslai. Lal Paul Ellen as Glen, Palcha er tail the Aru as Men. O shan rechrina ten e shen, vis corfeshnus ernach bias of lein rechit, jorish gian ernavis tach at leshenemsher, lal paul, and huegulayas feed jera gauri. To versun skira macaronicnius, sagilgach lesh de ogel savul, lal paul bright as clear, palcha menya for the cheer. To leshaw jinu erdelia jane arsenal new paul. Eschen was Saul as Tarsus segetoyacht, as we tran les a Christinen. Ach, we er a red gus Damascus treva sledentjen de eignjäger, lug de fagen, as we jint dolrish tamult, egg and seilja. Ach, de argen, machion a varl egg nu po, machion mren goilarn uns over an aglish. De chartans de la crel, ne rauper jena texan shen scut egerson, ach, vagint na san me, de horse jach railen, de force jeno burris an aglish siling shaw. The 25th of January is the feast day of St. Paul, and people tried to predict the state of the world from the weather that day. A longer saying in Manx translates as Paul's day, stormy and windy famine in the world and great death of mankind. Paul's day, fair and clear. Plenty of corn and meal in the world. There's a shorter version dealing with the second part of that. Paul's day, bright and clear. Plenty of meal throughout the land. So, some people may wish to look out to see what weather we get next Wednesday the 25th of January. Eral Nahal, just in case.
Mährisch ne Fiddler en eigen Trein nullig. Ech haiach wiet mir isch greimach ri. De graiach, graiach heischen schis kujach. Rauschen ech teuach dernen suri. Was en reinschen, rein traditionach zegel, te chit mach, de wellen de nevis goile rein, ne erenjach. As tamim erenjach, moors burchach, ons liadien glade jen chan ren we. Well, the jaru to de a ren ferskira as ferslura, as de jinderen mona in a rulish, corku jachen ferskira, de yinusus and chidarn jen ferelia, as kujach the sly goilshen mar grai falsa. Ach, grai firenjach, na grai falsa, dinna wisten ven eggs in a renchen, she eren erenjach ta schnerchi jen, na er ereni as an overock, comusus reert na chira. The island's agricultural production has traditionally been of mixed and small-scale farming, and that's still in evidence, although there's a trend towards larger specialist agricultural production units these days. At one time, farming was all about production and the area used for it. In more recent years, though, there's the realisation that the countryside is an important resource in other ways. Well, I went to find out more about that in the light of a forthcoming event. Next Wednesday evening there's going to be a presentation at the Centenary Centre in Peel about the Agri-Environment Scheme and David Bellamy of the Manx Wildlife Trust, you'll be presenting that. What is it and what's it aimed at? We're coming to the uh, end uh, almost of our, our second year of the Agri-Environment Scheme here on the island. So what we're wanting to do is bring all of the, the farmers uh, around our island together and give them an update of, of progress, uh, where, where we are, improvements we're making to the scheme, and give us some ca- case studies of, of some work that farmers have been doing around the island that's had great benefit to wildlife, and then look, look to, the, to the year ahead uh, so they can start thinking now and planning, planning ahead of you know, what, what activity they're going to be doing on their farm and what, what support available for that. And what's the involvement with the Manx Wildlife Trust itself? How is it involved with the scheme? The scheme is a government-run scheme. It's owned by DEFA and they designed it and it's their scheme to manage. What they've done is they've brought Manx Wildlife Trust on board as the delivery partner and we go out on farms and we provide advice and support and we also help draft applications for farmers, do an awful lot of help with paperwork. And then we also go out and we check that works that have received government funding have been done to the expected standard as well. We think of the island as a beautiful place with a lot of greenness and wonderful scenery. But of course, that's very much related to the farming industry itself. De- definitely. Um, so in 2022, 72% of the Isle of Man was declared as, as farmland on, on the annual uh, farm returns. Uh, and what I really like about this scheme is, for, for I think the first time, it's really recognising that farmers are truly the custodian of the, the, the Manx landscape. Uh, and that we've got so much to, to thank them for, for, for looking after that landscape that we cherish so much here on our biosphere and all the, the wildlife contains therein. The work of the Trust then in developing this scheme with DEFA, what's involved in it, what's in it for the farmers? The scheme is open to all farmers on the island, all active farmers, and it's completely voluntary, so so they can they can take it or, or, or leave it. Uh, and we've seen it, 
we've had really good uptake so far 160 different agricultural businesses in the first year alone uh, and the reason they're, they're joining uh, is because thankfully the scheme is very well funded so there's up to two million pounds available per year uh, to, to reward nature friendly farming here on the island there's 43 different recognized initiatives so i'm pleased to say that there's something for every farm definitely uh, on the island um, and it's a difficult time for farmers now so it's nice to have that financial um support available for nature friendly farming here on the island the history of the scheme then the scheme originally started some time ago but there's been a bit of a lapse now uh, it's been taken up again that's right so, so at the, the start of this century there was a pilot agri-environment scheme uh, that never left the pilot stage and it was limited to only 30 farms um, and it had a very small budget and then unfortunately that that was uh, that that budget was withdrawn in 2012 um, when the, the government was quite cash strapped uh, however uh, as of 2021, the scheme has relaunched, and the big difference this time uh, is it's open to the whole island, all 350 farmers on the island, and it's now well-funded. Although it's been running for a fairly short time in, the, in its new form, you've had quite a, successes already, and it's some, really something to build on for the future. Uh, definitely. So in the 80 months I've been involved, I've, been, um, I've done over 320 farm visits, uh, which is to almost 170 different farms. Uh, just in terms of the land I've been on, on the Isle of Man, it's, I've been to about 70% of the farmland, which is ha- half of the, the whole island. We had 160 farms participate in the first year. We're going to have even more this year, uh, and we won't know till the end of the financial year how, how many that's been. So it's been really encouraging just how, how keen and willing farmers are to engage with us. The areas that the scheme covers are, are very wide, very diverse. So amongst the, the 43 different initiatives, there's some really obvious ones like uh, new habitat creation, so new wetlands, new woodlands, but really they're, they're a really small part of the scheme. What, what we're really looking to do is to reward existing farming practices where they, they are beneficial to wildlife. And they can be things like leaving your stubbles uh, from a cereal field all winter, ungrazed, unsprayed, unburnt, um, because a lot of our red-listed rare farmland birds uh, benefit from habitats like that. But also, if you if you have um, special hay meadows or if you're uh, grazing next to the sea, which really benefits our, our, our chuff, you know, a really star Manx, Manx bird. Uh, if you're doing any sort of farming practice where we can recognise that there's a great ecological benefit, then there's financial uh, support to reward you for doing that. I have spoken to an awful lot of uh, young farmers, you know, not as many as, uh, as we'd like, but there's lots of um, people coming in with uh, uh, fresh blood and lots of interest into into the industry. Well, one thing we have found is that, uh, younger farmers tend to not have the same uh, knowledge of farmland wildlife as maybe the older older generations, especially some of the stuff that's become um, more scarce in in recent years. So we're working with with all farmers, young and old, and doing some some training on on the wildlife that they can find uh, on farms. And one of the positive aspects of the scheme as well is that you've rediscovered species that were thought to have been lost many years ago. Yeah, so we've had a whole host of, uh, of interesting discoveries in the last year. We've seen a, a wildflower, skullcap, which hadn't been seen since Queen Victoria was, was on the throne. Um, and just last year, we, we found uh, some breeding lapwings on a farm in the north of the island. And again, we, we thought they were a bird that had very recently been lost as, as a breeder. Uh, and I could go on and on, uh, including a, a corncrake calling in, in the north of the island uh, last summer as well. So we're really looking forward to, to this uh, this spring and summer to see what what the island's got in store.
And so next Wednesday, then, perhaps you could give us the background of that. So it's Wednesday the 25th at the Centenary Centre in Peel at 6.30pm, and it's open to all active farmers on the island, all 350 farming businesses. We did something very similar when the scheme launched um, about 18 months ago, and that was to tell them what was available. What we really want to do now is, is recap and, and show them all the things that we've been doing with the farming industry, some of the things that work really well, some of the areas where we've made improvements uh, and really I want to make sure that all farmers are aware that the support is there for nature friendly farming go through some case studies um, and so that they can plan the, the year and couple of years ahead in their in their rotations and in their farm plans delivering this scheme is now becoming a you know a key output of Manx Wildlife Trust this is a big responsibility that the Manx Wildlife Trust has taken on then so what team have you that is going to deliver this Yes, yeah, so it's a big responsibility, but it's a hugely rewarding one. And, and while myself, I, I'm the Agri-Environment Officer here at Manx Wildlife Trust, I can't do this all alone. So now uh, Agri-Environment Delivery is becoming a, a real team uh, effort. And we're bringing all of our team on board, so whether they're uh, experts in botany or, or bird life uh, or climate change, everyone's now working and, and looking uh, to, to, to utilise this scheme as best we can here on Ireland. David Bellamy the Agri-Environment Officer for Tresh Bay Vanning, the Manx Wildlife Trust. And that presentation about the Agri-Environment Scheme will be at 6.30 this coming Wednesday evening, the 25th of January, in the Centenary Centre in Peel. Tashin Gred the Menicum Shachle de Velbain Sunelian Force, J. Slive Arltach de Goilar nuns Tacherton, Velshen Sport, ne Goileren, Kleipert Erenurden. The recordus de Rauen Luchtai Stanlach as den Gurgen Goilaren, uns in Sorte Janusserus de Greru, Mask, uns Castel Russian. As an er jochen Samuel Rutter skriver ein in er in Sante Jean, olie mich jaun gyu joch mestjelach, as gi, a rein in leden seeltach, sha himnen. Chamasien hengt tradisiun stiach, uns lioren jau chas lach jen sorch enmesich chapbuk, vakulle kreke kajeren, as gaus like toyacht for die mus dechid bleiner de henne, begin the sergeant as jen, clay the white boys. Through Gina Sophia Morrison, the sly clay pishin genuimit Jane Verl Vanenach, a son of good smooth tapodanen clay pishin er ruach lerjuchteren scrives a verl. The Russian players came into existence in 1948, and they performed their first play in January of 1949 in Port Erin. It was Noel Coward's hay fever that they did that first time. The Russian players will be performing in Port Erin again next week with the first of three nights at the Erin Arts Centre on Wednesday the 25th of January for their play Secondary Cause of Death, a play written by Peter Gordon. It's 1939 and storm clouds are gathering over Europe. Having inherited Bagshot House, Colonel Charles Craddock has converted the property into a hotel for the discerning visitor. Well, soon Inspector Pratt arrives once again at Bagshot House bearing grim news for the Colonel. And that's just the beginning. Who is the strange Polish Count? Is Henrietta really an army captain? And where does the flamboyant thespian Cardew Longfellow fit into the picture? 
When Joan Maple's sister Cynthia arrives to stage a murder mystery evening, it's not long before Pratt's visit turns into a chaotic nightmare as the bodies pile higher than ever. I went along to one of their rehearsals, and I heard from the director, Katie Angus, and from cast members Dewan Brideson, Graham Roberts, and Sharon Roberts. We'll also hear Dewan and Graham in a scene from the play. We're here in the Air and Arts Centre, and this is going to be the scene of a presentation by Russian players fairly shortly, and the director of it is Katie Angus. So, what's the background to the play that you're about to present? Well, this is the third Pratt play we've done. There's a trilogy, and we've actually done them in the wrong order, but our audiences are hopefully quite used to Pratt and the... Um, surrounding mysteries and bodies and whodunits. Right. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a continuation of that, really. Right. So you're saying Pratt now. Who, who, who is Pratt? Detective Inspector Pratt. It's George Algernon Pratt. Um, uh, so he's the bumbling uh, policeman that is just um, so bad, he's <laughs> atrocious. But he has some really funny lines. It's full of malapropisms and um, wrong words, and uh, he's always had great laughs in the past, and it's always the audiences have always loved these, so we're hoping the third one will continue in that vein. Mm. Now, this is by the Yorkshire playwright Peter Gordon, um, but uh, as you say, it's part of a trilogy, but each play is standalone, so audiences will certainly not need to know the characters in advance, but they certainly grow to love them during the play. Yes, that's it. I mean, some of the characters are the same. Obviously, Pratt's the same, um, and the characters are all caricatures in all of the plays, so they're all buffoons and over the top. and um, So it's just more of the same, really, but we're hoping it will go down well. Yes, Agatha Christie only managed one body in the library, but... Uh, <laughs> Peter Gordon's rather outdoing her here. Yes, we've got... Um, how many well, bodies well, have we got? Perhaps not uh, give too yeah, much away. Yeah, several. Let's say several. <laughs> so people will need a calculator to tally the body yes, count. they'll need to take notes. I think that would be a good idea, to take notes, keep notes throughout the play so they know what's going on. So we say it's going to be on here at the Air and Arts Centre shortly, so perhaps you could give us the dates and times and, and ticket prices and so on. Uh, the ticket prices are £10 per adult, £2 for... Uh, under 18s. Uh, the dates are 25th, 26th, 27th of January, so that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We normally do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but we've moved on a bit for this one. Mm. It was cancelled because we had COVID. It was due to go on in November, but mm. several cast members, myself included, got COVID, so it had to be postponed. Mm. But right. we're hoping it'll go down well. I'm sure it will, yes. You and Brideson, you're playing Colonel Craddock in this, so what is the role of Colonel Craddock? Well, Colonel Craddock is the, the owner of the, the manor house in which most of the action takes place. Uh, in this, I also get to play a second character called Cordu Longfellow, <laughs> who's the, uh, the thespian late of the Hackney Empire and more latterly the Oldham Coliseum. <laughs> Pantomime and musical review, a speciality. Uh, anyway, Cardew is invited to this murder mystery weekend um, without giving too much away uh, to impersonate Colonel Craddock. And as the plot unfolds, you'll realise that's perhaps the least of the deceits that's actually being practised by the, the various members of the cast on, on one another. 
but no, it's a really good play to be part of. It's very good fun. Um, Inspector Pratt's verbal gymnastics and and complete incompetence. <laughs> it's kind of a cross between Christie and and Clouseau, isn't it? As a as a play, it's, right. that's the way it comes across. So it's yeah, it's been really good fun to take part in, and I'm really looking forward to the performances. And Graham Roberts, you're playing. George Alden and Pratt. So, uh, why did they choose you for this part? Do you think? Well, can I first say that uh, I resemble that remark that you just made about uh, about Pratt? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> yes, playing uh, Pratt. Now it must be must be quite difficult because obviously with his malapropisms and changing metaphors part way, it it must be difficult to remember that you've got to not correct yourself. It is. It's it, it, uh, this is the third time I've played this character, and it's uh, it, it's always difficult because you you think the right word but you've got to say the wrong word so you've got to somehow substitute uh, the words and, and it does uh, cause a few problems I just keep going over and over it until I've got it in my head that uh, I've got to say the wrong word so there we go <laughs> <laughs> And my lady, Lady Isadora you're playing in in the part Sharon Roberts so uh, what, what's your role in it? Uh, well I'm, I'm Lady Isadora Pollock and I'm terribly terribly posh but I'm not all I seem oh. uh, but I'm terribly posh all the way through and um, I'm um, a little bit of one for the men as well, I do like to flirt a little bit as well with all the boys <laughs> I was going to say, do you become a victim? But I can't. He can't really oh, get to. Couldn't, 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 pos- couldn't possibly say. I know, couldn't possibly <laughs> no, say. No, no. Wrong question. <laughs> the wrong question. <laughs> it certainly was. Certainly was. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord! I, I don't believe it. It's you. God, oh, crud, we meet again. It's been some time. A lot of water's passed under the hedge since then. Oh, oh yes, a long time indeed. Must say, I was rather hoping for a lot longer. Understandable, Colonel, in the circumstances, the very regrettable and unfortunate circumstances, if I may say so. Sorry, old boy, I I wouldn't like it to take offence. Don't worry, Colonel. Uh, Your fence is quite safe. I have no need of it. My fence? Exactly. Why should I think you'd want that, old boy? Well, exactly what I was asking myself. It seems strange that you were you were so preoccupied with it. Look, look, I don't wish to seem impolite, old boy, but is there a particular reason for this visit? I assume it's not social. Well, regrettably, I only have time for antisocial visits, Colonel Craddock. The weight of responsibility lies heavily on those of us charged with the upholding of the law of the land. Well, I hope it's not about that other business. I mean, it's been three years. I'm trying to forget. I'd rather not talk about it, old chap, if it's all the same to you. Don't worry, Colonel. I fully respect your feelings. A tragic affair. Yes, it was. Such a pity your wife found out. Well, look, old boy, do you have to? Not another word. Thoughtless of me. I see you got the blood stain out of the car. Really, old boy? Well, I'm not mistaken. This used to be the dining room. I, I never forget a detail. Uh, as it happens, this used to be the billiard room. Yes, just as I thought. Total carnage. Many an investigator would have fled the scene in horror, Colonel, but not me. I have no fear. Russian players. Director Katie Angus... Stuart Brideson, who's playing Colonel Craddock, Graham Roberts, who's playing Inspector Pratt, and Sharon Roberts as Lady Isadora Pollock. The play is Peter Gordon's secondary cause of death. 
It's being staged at the Air and Arts Centre at 7.30 on Wednesday the 25th, Thursday the 26th and Friday the 27th of January. Tickets are £10 for adults and only £2 for under-18s. As Shenanish as Masot and Treyer Jit the Chorkion er Shachle and Chircho. Shachle will be back next Thursday, the 26th of January at 6 with Marilyn Krellin. But now from me, Bob Carswell, Achnish Fompin, Robert Akarslach, Slanew.